Influence is a powerful but often misunderstood concept. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I created She Said, She Said podcast to pick up right where influence greats like Dale Carnegie left off, but with a more direct focus on what influence means for women, how we can deepen our understanding of the concept, and how we can use our influence to get more of what we want. Each week, we tackle a different dimension related to influence, often with input from incredible guests. We talk about everything from career and life pivots to brand building, entrepreneurship, impact investing, and so much more. Friend, whatever your path, I think you'll find lots to love in this content. Most of all, I'm really glad you're here. Hey friend, welcome to episode 268 of She Said, She Said podcast. We are continuing our series this week on making your career recession-proof, or as I like to say, bulletproof. One of the most important and I think often overlooked areas is personal brand. So today I want to talk about a common and very fixable mistake that folks often make because they think this little detail is not a big deal. But in reality, it can send the wrong impression and it can really undermine your credibility, not to mention your ability to transition quickly and seamlessly into a new role. As I said, today's episode relates to personal brand and really failing to see yourself as the product before, during, and after you've navigated a pivot. Change, as we've talked about over the course of the last couple of weeks, is actually the only thing that we truly know for sure. We don't know necessarily what's going to change. We just know that everything is changing all the time. And so the more we have created a few contingencies, the better prepared we'll be to weather that change whatever it may be. But, and this is really the most important thing, the best time to plan for change is before you need to. And that means right now. So let's start with the visual of you. How are you visually reflecting who you are, what you stand for, your overall professional persona, your overall persona of your brand, What do these things look like? Now, to understand this for yourself, take a quick look at your profile photos across social media. And I want you to start with your LinkedIn photo because LinkedIn is probably the most important of the platforms from a professional standpoint. And again, this varies depending upon what you do for a living and who you're trying to reach. But for the most part, LinkedIn is a really good place to start. Now, If you don't have a profile on LinkedIn, this is a great chance to create one absolutely right now. And I'm going to give you some great suggestions. Assuming that you do have a LinkedIn profile and presence, let's take a look at your profile photo. By any chance, is it a photo of you where you've cropped others out of the picture? Maybe even you can see your husband's hand still resting on your shoulder and it's slightly visible in the photo. Or maybe the cropping of the photo is a little off center or your image is a little blurry 
Or maybe it's a photo of you from a decade or so ago, and maybe it shows you with a different hairstyle, or your hair is a different color, or it's just totally a totally different image than the one that you're presenting to the world now. Does any of this ring true as you look at that profile photo? Frankly, if you see any of these things that I've just mentioned, chances are that the photo and the message, the visual, the message that that visual is sending about you are probably not the ones that you want. It's probably not reflecting who you are today, and it may actually be sending the message that you don't actually value your brand. And where there's a disconnect like that, it has the potential to actually undermine your future opportunities. It says in a not so subtle way, I don't care about this detail. It's not important. And yet you are the only person who is 100% responsible for this. And if you are at mid-career, it might signal a lack of sophistication about how social media platforms are used or the power that they have to tell a story. If any of this is true for you, I'm going to give you some really great options and none of them have to break the bank. But honestly, all of them can have a big impact on your future viability and that can actually translate into money in the bank. So here are a few suggestions. The first one, pretty obvious one, hire a photographer. That's really the best option and schedule a photo shoot to actually get yourself some decent headshots. But before you say, okay, Laura, that's too expensive or too complicated, I just don't have the time, I'm gonna give you a few suggestions that can save you both time and money. The first relates to how to find a reasonably priced photographer in your area. Now, this will vary depending upon where you live, but one of my favorite options is Upwork. I've also used TaskRabbit, but I think Upwork is actually a little better. You can find all kinds of professionals like photographers and graphic designers and the like, and I have used Upwork professionals for a lot of different things, including helping me edit this podcast from time to time. Go and be sure that you read the reviews to get a sense of this person's work and whether they're established as a photographer. Um, maybe you can even communicate with some of the folks who have left reviews in the past. Really get a sense of that person's professionalism, their portfolio, how they work. Does it seem like their work will fit with what you're looking for? And then, of course, they list the price. Now, often you can negotiate a price, especially if your shoot is pretty easy and straightforward and won't require a lot of setup and time. Another good option is to ask for referrals. Reach out to your network and ask about photographers that they've that your network has used, especially the ones that are reasonable. And if you live in a university town, for example, you can check out photo clubs and messaging boards for college students who also happen to be aspiring photographers and want to develop their portfolios and also earn a little extra money. 
I have also seen options listed on the NOT website under vendors. Now, my guess is those may be slightly pricier since they're typically billing for wedding photos, but you might see if they could fit you in on a day when they're already doing a photo shoot, maybe just before or just after the bride. It's just something to think about if you can save the photographer time that could also end up saving you money. And if that photographer is already set up for another shoot, you could leverage that setup, let the photo help the photographer make a little extra money. You both save a lot of time and a lot of money in the end. But here's the thing. You only need a few images. You can aim for maybe three really good ones. My advice would be to try to get 10 or so so that you can use them for other content as needed. But this does not have to be a photo shoot that takes all day or three hours or anything like that. Now, a couple of additional time and cost saving suggestions. It is not ideal to skip on hair and makeup unless you are particularly adept at doing that for yourself. If you're not, you might consider scheduling your photo shoot on a day when you are already getting your hair cut or blown out for an occasion. Maybe it's a day when you're already dressed up for something else. I don't necessarily mean a wedding or a black tie event because that might be a little too dressy for professional photos. You want to make sure that the photo and your look matches the professional image that you actually want to reflect. So think about that in advance. For makeup, you can get freelance makeup artists through Glam Squad, which is an online site where folks can, will come to your house or other platforms like that, and some of those can be regional in nature. But also, don't forget about department store makeup counters, especially if you already have a relationship with someone who works there. You can probably get your makeup done for free, especially if you already need to purchase a lipstick or moisturizer anyway. And sometimes you can actually hire folks from the makeup counter staff as freelance makeup artists for a rare, very reasonable price. Sometimes those folks have a separate book of business anyway, but it's good to ask around and you might find that you either can get it done for free or at a really, really reduced rate. Okay, so let's say that a professional photographer is not an option for you. Let's talk about iPhone photos for a second. Even with those, having decent hair and makeup can actually improve the overall look of those photos, oftentimes a lot. But here's another tip. You can actually have those photos professionally retouched after the fact for a really reasonable price. I actually found a service online through Upwork that only cost about $7 and they can uh, turn the images around overnight. Now, admittedly, I've not done that, but it just reminded me that you can oftentimes improve on a product that's not as perfect as you would get with a professional photographer, but you can make it better. And if you are someone who already knows how to use Canva or a similar app like that, that enables you, that can enable you to improve the look of an iPhone photo as well. Or if you know someone who uses Canva, they can help you do that. But my strong advice would be to avoid using any dramatic filters or anything that makes you look 
less authentic or even cartoonish, heaven forbid, unless that's the look that really supports the brand that you're promoting. Now, friend, if you live with teenagers, as many of us do, um, they are often experts on taking photos with an iPhone, and you will get some eye rolling inevitably when you ask for help, but it will not cost you a thing, and frankly, you don't have anything to lose. Just get outside in some natural light, avoid direct sunlight, use morning light or evening light, those tend to be the best, and just give it a go. You can also look at the profile photos of people who have strong brands that are maybe in your same sector uh, who you admire and you think that they do a good job with their brand and ask them who did their profile shots. Or just following them will give you uh, some ideas on how to create something similar but that is really reflective of you. Now, if you want to save yourself a ton of time, I have a great suggestion for a one-stop shop that can help you create a portfolio of images along with three short video segments and can also provide some coaching to really help you fine-tune your brand message. And that is my friend Tamara Edwards, who is one of my favorite collaboration partners. She has created a really ingenious product called Brand in a Box. She actually helped me create many of the social assets that I use. A lot of the photos that we cre created, I've been using for actually over a year now. And for me, it was a huge time saver because as part of the service, she also books the photographer, the hair and makeup, and provides advice on content. And the session where we took the photos only took about an hour, 90 minutes max. And again, that included the hair and the makeup. And then the content advice, which you work on separately, that typically requires an extra couple of hours, depending upon what you're looking for. But here's the bottom line. It is extremely efficient. So if time is your issue, Tamara is a wonderful place to start. And I've included a link in the show notes where you can find her. But I say all of that to just give you some examples of really great ways to fine tune the images that you're presenting to the world and also how to achieve those in the most efficient and economical way. Now, as an aside, Tamara and I are hosting the first in a series of live events to talk about the power of influence and how it can fuel your brand and help you be better prepared to weather career change. So be sure to follow us on social media, or you can use the link that I have provided in the show notes for more details. Now, finally, friend, be sure to schedule regular audits of all of your social media and all of your profile images. I like to put a note on my calendar as I'm doing my goal setting for the new year, and I just go back through through and look at all of my uh, profile pictures, uh, the short bios that are drafted um, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and threads. And I ask myself, what is the message I'm sending to potential clients, to potential customers, to potential employers? What's missing and what needs to be updated? 
by doing this work regularly, it is a great way to keep yourself ready for change, especially the change that you don't actually see coming. I'm going to talk more about some of the other less visual elements of your brand over the course of the next few episodes. But for now, I'd love to hear from you any additional suggestions that you have for creating an authentic aesthetic for yourself, and also any ways that you have found for saving some money on branding efforts. I'd love to hear your ideas and your thoughts, and I'd love to share those suggestions with others here at She Said, She Said podcast as well. In the meantime, take care, friend, and I will talk to you again next week. And remember, She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.